Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, and now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Cause I'm about to put on a show. And the Emmy for last minute intro design goes to good pop bad pop with m and t oh thank you i never win awards this is so exciting i just m hit record and i i forgot to do an intro and i read our title of the day's emmys and here we are congratulations uh, i'd like to thank my producer my director m and the talent t i feel i'm all these people Thanks, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to thank the guy upstairs, God. Um, yeah, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. That's, all right. That was fun. Welcome to our Emmys slash Comic-Con episode. Um, today, it's pop culture Christmas this week. Yeah, there's so much stuff, and we might run long today, so apologies again. We have a, a gamut of trailers of a upcoming. Gamut. A gamut. Wow of trailers, of um, new stuff to talk about. Um, and we have a lot of Marvel to talk about. They basically outlined their Phase 4, and I've done a quick look at all the stuff announced, and we'll give you a quick quick update of who's who and what's going on. And then, M, what are we doing then? Then we are chatting Emmy nominations, which came out on Tuesday this week, so... Um, a lot of similar stuff to last year, mostly seeing a lot of, uh, a lot more Maisel, some Thrones, which is controversial, uh, Barry's back in there, um, they're all the big nominations at the moment, and we're going to break down each of our favorite categories and say who we think is gonna and who we think shoulda. I had a quick look myself, so I can, you know, be semi-prepared for the pod, and, um, we're big on comedy. We're not watching the dramas, I'm noticing. I feel like we do consume a lot of drama, though. <laughs> not good drama, apparently, no, in the eyes of the... not award-winning drama. Yeah, not award-winning drama. <laughs> so that's something we may need to reflect on. But this way, we can just pick the one that wins, and <laughs> we only have to watch those. That's so true. We'll but I very rarely enjoy anything that wins awards. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many Oscar-winning movies have we seen and been like, this was boring? <laughs> we saw Whiplash the other day. We did. That was good. I guess that's not Whiplash winning, uh, Oscar winning movie. That's Oscar winning acting. I have mm. no idea who won best movie that year. Yeah, I know. That could be a, a, a test. Go through the top Oscar winners. Yeah, I mean, we could. But that means you have to watch Hurt Locker instead of Avatar, and that's just stupid. And you have yeah, to watch Shakespeare in Love instead of Saving Private Ryan, and that's doubly stupid. So maybe we won't do that. Yeah. Well, that was a fun idea while it lasted. Actually... Mm. I'll get to that later. Okay. Yeah. Cool story. All right. Want to dive in? I do. Let's chat some trailers. New stuff being dropped all over the place. M, pick a trailer. Well, let's start off with one of the... I was going to say one of the big ones, but I'm like, actually, there's like four big ones here. Um, Let's kick it off with your favorite, shall we? What was my favorite? Your beloved Witcher. Ah, cool. How do you like The Witcher? Uh, there's like two or three of these <laughs> things I quite like. Um, you seem so underwhelmed. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought you I were am obsessed with that. 
Yeah. Um, so the trailer of The Witcher dropped. We're seeing a bit of, you know, dialogue and some characters. And instead of all just ambience and theme, we actually see some stuff happening. Now, I went and looked at their panel, the interview of someone, to work out what they wanted to do. And their focus seems to be on the early short stories, a bit more on the world building, the very early yeah. stuff. So if you have any background in The Witcher, you know Geralt of Rivia, the Butcher of Blaviken, is The Witcher. Mm-hmm. His buddy, girlfriend, on-off mage friend, Yennefer of Vengerberg is the, I guess, the female lead most of the time. Mm-hmm. And their adoptive daughter, Ciri, Cirilla, who's yep. um, all sorts of things. And all these are name-dropped in the trailer, which means, and it seems very origin story of all these characters. And that's great. What do you awesome. think? Um, I thought it's looking pretty good. From what I've read as well, they're not having any villains. It's all just monster battling. So I don't know if that's going to equate to like a monster of the week type situation and adventures in the day of the life of a witcher. They, they did mention that would be the focus early on. There's the large uh, scale plots, which, you know, the games really emphasize, but they said, well, we'd love to do that. We could work to that, but we're going to keep it tight. Mm. Monster of the week with um, the origin stories of Siri and Yen. Well, that's what you want when a show's starting. Yeah. <laughs> They're very aware they don't want to bite off too much too early. Because, mm. you know, all these things are a risk. It might suck and get cancelled after one. So, like nail... The last Witcher show. <laughs> yeah. Nail the week-to-week formula and then grow the brand from there. I think that's a good move. Um, also, even though it had some very rocky beginnings, uh, Geralt's looking pretty good now. Um, I really enjoyed the voice work mm. as well. It sounded very similar to the game. Uh, even though this is based on the book, so still had that very, you know, like gruff dryness, slowness, yeah, gravitas. <laughs> it, it, and it's interesting. Like I've only played the games. I played two and three, and that's old man Geralt, mm. and quite a long time in the future. So there's old characters who are dying in The Witcher Three of old age or equivalent, who are I'm, I've just started the books. And they're little kids in this. I'm like, all right. So I'm like 50 years in the future, all my stuff. And so this is a a younger Geralt. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm trying to... They haven't announced a date yet. So I'm hoping I can build through... They've announced a date. Oh, when? Um, Oh, wait, maybe they haven't. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going to try and build through (laughs) a lot of the books. End Um, of the year. They said end of 2019 is what they said. hmm. Because I realized... I don't really know all the stories. I've only really been super involved in the games and all the stories have already happened. You run into characters and Mm. like, oh, remember back when derpa derpa derp? And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. And I don't know any of these dynamics and I should probably learn them since I'm such a big fan. Probably a good idea. Mm. But yep, looking forward to that. Very pumped. Excellent. All right, pick a trailer. I pick the first one. You pick one. Cats. Cats? (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) So I'm a bit of a theatre rat from when I was a kid. My parents were big theatre people, so I went to the theatre quite regularly. So it was a golden... Excuse me, fancy theatre boy. <laughs> it was a, a golden age of theatre. It was Joseph and Cats, a bit after Phantom. You know, Andrew Lloyd Webber in his heyday. So colour me intrigued, but this CGI <laughs> must be stopped before it kills us all. 
Yeah. It looked weird. It did look weird. <laughs> the faces were sort of... It looked like Mully Grubs, the kids show, oh with this God. floating face <laughs> on things. It irked me. Something chronic. Ooh. And I wonder... We're complaining a lot about CGI. Mm. And I wonder if CGI has gotten so good we're hitting that uncanny valley thing. Maybe. I don't know. Because there's this phenomena where if something looks fake, your brain goes, that's fake, no problem. If it gets closer and closer to looking real but not quite, it hits this point where it makes you uncomfortable. Mm. And we th- I think the CGI is getting so good that we're nearly perfect but not quite. So your brain's like, I reject this. This is gross. I'm very upset. <laughs> They probably should have just done it old school and worn the costumes, you know, like the musical has <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, it's um very weird. So I went to an expert to see if I'm just being a CGI <laughs> snob. I um, had breakfast with my mother, mm-hmm. who was the one who took me to Cats back in the day. And a big, oh, lovely. Yeah, big Andrew Lloyd Webber fan, loves all this stuff. And I showed her the trailer and she's like, oh, that looks good. I'd see that. So maybe we're just being snobs and <laughs> regular people are fine. Like, oh, I'm so excited. She was excited. Like it is a star-studded cast. Mm. It'll be hard to not see. There's McKellen, Swift, Corden, Robert Wilson, Idris Elba. Who else? That's probably people. most other people. So, yeah, interesting idea. My issue, I think I worked out why I didn't like it, why I thought it looked weird. It's because... It's not the people as cats. That's fine. I'm okay with that. It's because when they're in the costumes on a stage, the parts of the outfits are bigger. So the ears are bigger. The tails are bigger. um, Like the face makeup's kind of bigger. Mm. Because it has to be because it's a stage. Like that's how stage stuff works. Um, But because it's CGI, they've tried to make a bit more realistic and made the ears smaller or like head size appropriate. Mm. And that makes it look weird, I think. I think they still need the big ears to... Like, they need to look like what they're meant to look like rather than whatever the hell's going on now. <laughs> so I think if they just went and just um, up to the ears, it wouldn't be as bad. Mm. That's what I think, anyway. Still didn't sit well, but there, there, there were some bangers in that musical, so <laughs> is that the right term for a, a quality musical song? I really song? don't know. Banger? You're the musical guy. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. What is your favourite musical? I was a big fan of Joseph when I was a kid. Joseph yeah. and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. Um, big fan. Hmm. Big fan. Well, Re- I guess now Book of Mormon's your favourite. But... More recently, it'd be Book of Mormon. <laughs> but I haven't seen the other big one of our generation, which is um, Hamilton. Well, it is coming to Australia. So... Is it? It is. I will keep an ear out for that. Next year or the year after, I think. Hmm. Okay, I'll pick a trailer. All right, let's go Top Gun. Right. Reboot of the 80s classic Top Gun. Um, I mean, I don't I don't have that much to say about it. It looks exactly like a remake of that movie would be. We've got Tom Cruise, who's a sort of a grizzled old man who's got problems, so he didn't progress up the ranks, and he's still just addicted to flying. He still has the need for speed. I mean, this is a pretty cut-and-paste reboot stuff. What do you think? Um, look, I'm not a very good authority on this because I've only seen Top Gun once and I saw it when I was like eight and Mm. thought it was boring. So probably not the best person to consult on this. Um, I lost interest about eight seconds in for that reason. (laughs) I was just like, oh, yawn. This looks boring. (laughs) No interest. So, um, yeah, not for me. And I can't really compare as a result. So 
Um, it doesn't really say much anyway in the trailer. It's just like a bit of a teaser of Cruz and the outfit flying and shit. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. What um drove me nuts, and this is a purely product of the internet. So these trailers come out and everyone wants to analyze trailers. Oh, what does this mean? What's happening? What's Let's solve some stuff and talk about it. And fair enough, uh, superhero movie, sci-fi, blah, blah, blah. But they were doing it for Top Gun. The internet was full of all these videos. Oh, Top Gun trailer explained. I'm like, who was confused? <laughs> like, ah, oh, every reference you missed in the Top Gun trailer, he rode a motorbike. I'm like, that wasn't subtle. It was, he wore the same jacket. He recreated the same scene. It's like, oh, he also flew a plane. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what the movie's about. Um, so I hate the internet. Well, maybe those tr- those videos are more videos for me because I'm like, uh, cool, I know this thing and I know this thing and that's about it. Maybe yes. maybe I should be watching those videos. Uh, there's, there's so the go, oh, YouTube machine is in full-time churn mode today. Mm. And I don't know who got drew the short straw and had to make a Top Gun explained video that <laughs> someone did. So sure kudos people, to that guy. People are watching it though, so that's all you want. Yeah. All right, your turn. Pick a trailer. So Picard... Mm. Now, they've been teasing the concept for a little while, shots and stuff, and not very much information. So, obviously, it's Star Trek, but everyone was like, is this Star Trek, or is this, like, Harvest Moon, and he just well, runs a Well, it used a, to look like what, a wine a commercial, so yeah. <laughs> we were like, uh... <laughs> so, this was confusing, but no longer, so... Much better looking now. Yeah, so... He seems to have been pulled out of retirement for some reason. Something's happened, and he needs to get behind... He needs to get back in the action. Uh, Jean-Luc's quite old these days, so it must be pretty dramatic. And he's going to need a crew. Mm. So we see a bunch of new faces, but what was interesting was the old faces. So first on, we see um, Spiner recurring his role as Data, the android robot. And... If you are a Trekkie and follow this back in the day, at the last run of Star Trek, before the 50 reboots, <laughs> Data actually died. Aww. So this was about, I checked, it was a 2000 and maybe two movie. I don't know. I'm going to have to find it and rewatch it. But Do the movies count as canon? Yeah. Okay. But is it separate or is it all just the same? Wait, as in which movies? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. It's all canon. Okay. All right. Okay. Anything not canon is... None of it, I guess. Yeah, none of it. It's all canon. Okay. Yeah, it's all... Well, because there's all the separate, like, shows, I wasn't sure. So. No, it's all it's okay. all there. But this was the last time um, Patrick Stewart was playing the character. So it was the... In the movie. Yeah. Um... So it was, it was his last movie. Right. And that was their final, final one. And it was a bummer because it wasn't very good and Data died at the end. It was all very disappointing. I think that's the, the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in in the movies. Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah. Mm, bummer. That's the, I think that's the one. Um, I was not into it at the time. <laughs> and they've had the chatter and uh, Jonathan Frakes is back playing yeah. Commander Riker. Sirtis uh, is back playing Diana Troy. So some of the next gen classics. But the one, and the one that was at the end of the trailer, which was more my era Star Trek, was Jerry Ryan is back playing Seven of Nine. Mm. Um, weird name, Seven of Nine. She was a Borg. Seven of Nine children? Uh, is that what it is? Sort of. Okay. <laughs> seven of Nine in her robot android cluster. Okay. <laughs> of the Borg. Sure. So she's a, she's a... What was her story? So she was a Borg drone and 
came across Star Trek Voyager with Captain Janeway, and she was saved, but stayed sort of half robot, half human. And her thing was, well, she was human. She'd grown up as a robot, so she's all very stiff and formal and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was her thing. And, like, Jerry Ryan's a total babe, so it was this whole weird thing going on. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was, I'm stoked she's in it. I was, you know, seeing her, and then they play the little Star Trek tinkle at the end. It was mm-hmm. uh, brought a tear to my eye. I was so Aww. excited. And there's lots of Star Trek around. I don't know what's, what's going on, like, mm. but this really got me anyway so i'm very excited for that so that's cbs streamable awesome that'll come out later this year yeah i'm this kind year? intrigued maybe this by year. that um because i've seen like i've seen star trek movies and i've seen odds and ends of episodes of a bunch of different ones uh my mum's always a trekkie and um so as a result i would sort of stay up late and watch a few with her but didn't quite know what was going on mm. <laughs> um so yeah i i recognized Data and yep. Picard, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, cool. you wouldn't recognize 709. You might recognize her as the. What was her name? She was trying to scam um, Kirsten Cohen in the OC after she went to rehab. Ah. She was also in. Was she in Boston Legal? Well, I haven't seen Boston Legal, so I don't know. No, she was in one of the lawyer shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, she's around. Mm. Um, yeah, very excited about that. Mm, very cool. Mm. Very cool. Okay, pick a trailer. All right. Um, the King's Man. Yeah, this one was interesting. Yeah, so I'm a little confused because I... I well, we all know it's going to be a prequel to Kingsman. Mm. And we've known that for some time. Uh, therefore, it's probably not going to have um, anyone in it from the other movies. You may have a... Maybe the old dude, but... Um, yeah. But Maybe that's... a young Firth at the end starting because well maybe so this one's about the origins of kingsman yes and it's very serious it looked a little gritty um i was sort of waiting for the jokes to come in and and they didn't (laughs) so i was like okay okay um now look i'm gonna say anyway because i'm a big kingsman fan i love it so i'm very intrigued to see its origin so from what we can gather it looks like it started in world war one of them um, like two, probably two. Uh, now it's not out till next year, um, but it looks like it was made in the foundations of war, and I'm assuming they were made yeah. to then protect somebody. So lots of the king talk of um, <laughs> honor and you know doing thing for your country, and it seems to be like the the mantra to start a spy agency, hmm. um, so we can end up with Eggsy. <laughs> Yeah, tonally very different. I don't yeah. know what um, where we're going to end up with that. But, you know, this is a prequel we were promised and we shall see. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to release another trailer a bit closer that is funny. Like they've gone with a real gritty, you know, war is hell, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then they're going to do like a funny one later or something. But I don't mm. know. Maybe they're actually just going to save all the jokes for the movie. Or maybe it is just a weird, gritty war spy movie. Hmm. How boring. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be it'd be a shame if the the franchise went in a direction where it just became like every other mm. movie and sort of skip out on what made Kingsman so unique. And well, they've already said that great. they will be making. There is going to be a another Kingsman one three. Yeah, I guess it would be four now, mm. uh, which is good. So at least we'll know that that's coming if the prequel is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, I think that leaves just one more. Oh, i got like six more. I oh, do? Okay. Well, you pick one then. Jane uh, Silent Bob reboot. What do you think Great. of this idea? Um, look, my, my social justice person says this is a terrible idea, but M Who Loves the 90s thinks this is a fantastic idea. I'm on board. Now, I didn't like Jane Silent Bob the movie. Um, because it wasn't in the 90s. Well, that's probably actually why. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't really into that. But I do love seeing the pair in other stuff, and I love the other movies that they make. Um, but I, I'm excited about it. It's interesting seeing them sort of move into the next phase of their life, which is something that we're seeing a lot of comedians do now, um, which I love. I think it's great. Like, uh, comedians always, you know, joke about what you know, and it's interesting going to this different new phase talking so, about the the fatherhood parenting vibe now yeah so it's it's super weird seeing them address that <laughs> two characters who you wouldn't think would have kids um so they become dads and it's all the same sort of jokes that you would expect even in some cases identical jokes <laughs> um but i think they probably did that more honestly for the trailer just to bring people in to be like ah yeah good stuff um what was crazy is the amount of fantastic cameos they have in there and the mm, whole premise seems to to float around superheroes which we know kevin smith loves uh and has a whole podcast on which you really should listen to now that i think about it um so that's gonna be interesting to see how they handle that um but there was cameos like craig robinson fred armison chris hemsworth jason biggs james vanderbeek um ugh, it was amazing <laughs> i'm very excited just to see people and they'd be like yeah i know these people it's um because while i like jay and silent bob and i love kevin smith movies back in the day um it's they were the they were the salt the sugar on top yeah um they their cameo and more rats for classics their weird stuff and clerks loved it even clerks too loved it they became a bit more center stage in dogma and I don't know how you compare Dogma or anything. Such a weird movie. <laughs> Dogma's my favorite one. Yeah. And um, then there was a like, semi-mythology behind it, which we saw a lot of in Chasing Amy, where they're basing mm. comic book characters on them. And it was all very confusing and interesting. Anyway, then there was Jay and Silent Bob, where they were center stage. And it was very stoner, goofball comedy. Obviously, it's silly to... Which is fine. Which is what they are. But it was more Harold and Kumar than Mm. the clever stuff we're used to. So rebooting this, uh, at first glance, I'm like, eh. And then they're doing jokes we saw 20, 30 years ago. And I was Mm. like, eh. But then thinking about it, the meta part. So I didn't quite catch what the plot is, but there's... They're making, they're rebooting Blunt Man and Chronic, which was their superhero personas. And they're like, that's dumb. Don't reboot it. That's dumb. And the whole movie is about them trying to stop them, mm. which is a very meta idea yeah. for their own reboot movie. So that tickles me slightly. <laughs> I think it's going to be a little tongue in cheek. What's going to be interesting is that obviously a lot of their styles of comedy are quite dated now. Yeah. And I saw a lot of that in the trailer, which in a way I was like, oh, that's great. They're sticking to their guns and being who they are. But I hope that they just don't overstep into the, ooh, don't, mm, shouldn't do that. And I don't think that they will. I think that they're smarter than that. But um, I guess we'll see. And I guess i got to put it to you, has Kevin Smith made a good movie outside of the 90s? Mm. Well, he makes a lot of depressing ones and I refuse to see them, so... Yeah, like, the last Kevin Smith I watched was Red State, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, I do enjoy the episodes of The Flash, etc. that he does. So, yeah. I don't know. They're always pretty good. So, I don't know. We'll see. That, that one's not a priority for me, though. But it is a sort of a cultural phenom. I thought it was funny. He's... Um, because what did we watch? He's, he made a movie. I don't know if he made it, but um, his daughter was in it. Yoga Hoses. If you want a weird movie. I think he did make that. He did, yeah. Or he was involved in some capacity. Oh, weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty weird. I think we did a review on that. Um, yeah, I don't, still don't know if I can tell you to see that movie or not. Probably not. Just to see um, Adam Brody. <laughs> yes. Definitely for that. All right, next trailer. They're all you now because they're all the ones I've seen. <laughs> New Westworld trailer for season three. Ooh, I did not uh, We have reviewed those, so you know that we loved Westworld season one, hated Westworld season mm, two. So we are up to a tiebreaker. Indeed. Everyone's back, and we seem to be running concurrent stories inside and outside of the simulation, the world. Okay. Um, we're in um, World War Two kind of simulated vibes yeah. in the simulator. So they're a different setting other than Westworld and Samurai World. Why would anyone want to simulate that? Oh, there's a soldier and adventure. I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dolores is out in the real world. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I forget what happened at the end of two. She got out and she decided, she I'm going to kill all humans. I think that's, that's right. what she was angling at. Which was weird because like, you were mad at the rich people beating up on robots for entertainment. But now she's out in the real world and she's all like, I must kill everyone. I'm like, well, this is everyone else. Why, why are yeah, you killing that? But she doesn't that? quite know that, probably. The only people she's met are people in there. Mm. It'd be very easy for one to make that assumption. Now, the gold with Westworld Season 1 was sort of the unsettling weirdness of it, how yeah. all the robots were becoming self-aware and the novelty and all that and that there were some sort of secrets within the game. That's all gone now. Mm. And I don't know if it's got enough of a hook to be interesting, since none of the characters are particularly compelling. If we have to watch, was it Richard? <laughs> like, mope around yeah, the real Jesus. world after watching him mope around the same hallway for all of season two? I'm not going to be into it. Yeah, that won't be great. Um, the only character I do like was Maeve. Yeah, Maeve. So she's back in the simulation. Because she went back, but she still has her super high intelligence powers. Mm. But she's running World War Two sims now, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So what else we got? Any other thing they released? Uh, Rick and Morty just did their one this afternoon. So they, not so much a trailer, but just a scene as they want to do. Taika Waititi is doing a character probably for one episode, I assume. And that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, the good news was that... So, season... What is this? Season four is about to come out. And yeah. it took a long time because of the contract stuff. And they've come out to say, and season five is already well underway too. Yeah, so, they've been very um, so forward we'll, about that, saying that those sorts of problems will never happen again because yeah. it was A wasn't talking to B and that's where the problems were occurring. And there was no contract. We weren't, They weren't just going to make it just because. Yeah. Like, all right, well, and I think they held out and got their 10-season renewal. So, which, you know, is weird to happen in TV shows. But then again, Dan Harmon's background with the community, I can see why he would want to lock in some job stability. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, but that'll... 
season four is later this year. That'll be good. They just had their panel tonight where they whipped up an episode in 30 minutes and did a table read of it. Ah, fun. Yeah, for a scrapped plotline. And um, I think they did that last year too, didn't they? They must generate a lot of content. And yeah. the final product is so good. Even the scrap heap must be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's um that, that thing they leaked a while ago, which had all the post-it notes of one of the writers used where he just wrote concepts and then they were riffed off it and there was just all post-it notes and like <laughs> jerry loses his pants <laughs> jerry gets a time machine <laughs> like question mark and it was just stuff like that and it Poor jerry. some of them were bananas i loved it i loved it um stuff. so that's all trailers we have oh, so you had exactly one more trailer to talk about than i, I guess so <laughs> well the rest are all i can group under just general mcu mm. Mm. um before we dive into that any other comic-con nuggets not as yet but we still have a couple of days to go so we'll cover the rest in our next episode um but i do think the biggest thing to come out of comic-con is probably going to be all the mcu stuff so yeah but who knows (laughs) yeah so after the break i'm Mm -hmm. going to i've done some research on what mcu is doing Mm -hmm. they've unloaded phase four and i will run you through what to expect all right Dun, 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 dun. Marvel. Um, Marvel Phase 4. Phase 4 is everything after Spider-Man. We're in a post-snap recovery world, and we need a direction. Um, my, like Some characters are retired or not around or have died. We won't talk about that in detail, but we need to reset the MCU, basically. Mm. And here's what's happening. So I'm just going to read them out in rough order. And tell you what's what. So, firstly, okay. a movie, because it's movie and TV show, so I have Correct. to. Correct. <laughs> and disambiguate. Um, Eternals, coming out November 2020. Mm. Now, that's the earliest one coming, isn't it? I think, yes. Okay. So, there's going to be a bit of time while we transition into phases. Um, so, Eternals, I think, is first November 2020. Actually, it's not first. Oh, <laughs> My order's way off. Yeah, anyway, ignore job. me. Um, <laughs> but first, Eternals, starring Richard Madden, who you know mm-hmm. as the guy from Bodyguard, or Rob Stark, um, Angelina Jolie, and Kamail Nanjiani. Yay, Kamail! So that's a good trio. Uh, so this comic came out in 1976. Mm-hmm. It is about an evolutionary superior offshoot from human evolution. So not X-Men? No. <laughs> Uh, so there's Celestials, who are like basically God in the MCU, and they mm-hmm. created a bunch of um, races, including humans. And they created the Eternals, who, as you can imagine, are long-lived. And the Deviants, who are the failed experiments, who are monsters and stuff. Um, but, but, but definitely not X-Men, right? No. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a lot like X-Men. <laughs> the, the lines are starting to blur mm. going into some of these. Um, so, Infinite War are the Celestials versus the Deviants. Mm-hmm. Humans are non the wear. Um, interesting. Thanos is an Eternal slash Deviant hybrid. That's Ooh. where Thanos came from. So, that's why he's long-lived and stuff. Right. Um, so, these guys protect the Earth generally mm-hmm. and i don't know where they've been all this time but they're back so that is a real large scale reset of everything yeah that's that's gonna be interesting yeah and 
there was comics, but it was also like I had a quick zip through, but they're all such surreal in um, content and scope that I'm like, it's going to be tricky. This is why they're leaving it so long before doing all this stuff. (laughs) Mm. Um, Next, no date for this one, movie Blade. Blade's being rebooted. Weird choice. The role made famous by Wesley Snipes back in the day, who did three movies. It's now being brought into the MCU. Um, Blade, first comic, was 1973. Mm -hmm. Uh, His story is in the year 1929. His mother was bitten while she was in childbirth. Bummer. And as a result, Blade was born with all the vampire enzymes. So he's a daywalker. He's long-lived as well. And he hunts vampires. Mm -hmm. Um. They've cast Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. who's in lots of things. Cool. Uh, the most weirdly, the most he has Oscars, but the thing I saw him in was um, Alita: Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. he, he was Alita. Alita: Battle Angel, yeah. which wasn't a great movie. He was the um, was he the bad guy? Yes. Ah, oh, right. With the purple eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Next. I don't know about that. Like it's um. Like, I want to say it's a weird movie to do a reboot of, but, I mean, they're rebooting everything else a million times. I mean, we're in, like, what, the fourth rendition of Spider-Man, so do what you want, MCU. <laughs> well, bring Blade into the MCU, like... So then we're bringing vampires into the MCU? Isn't there enough happening in the MCU right now? We're <laughs> uh, well, only quarter way through. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they're bringing a lot in. Um, this one was one I wasn't very familiar with at all. Movie February 2021. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, I've heard a lot about this floating around for a while. So I think I've sort of seen it being on the cards where everyone's like, where's this movie? We need a movie of this. What's happening? Um, So there's definitely the buzz is there. Now, tell me a bit more about it because I'm not too familiar with this one myself. I did look it up once, but I got a memory of a sieve. I can't remember. (laughs) 1973, first comic. His name. 70s comics. Yeah. He's a Bronze Age of comics. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um translates to raising of the spirit he's a kung fu master um he didn't have anything particularly interesting about his origin story he just is a kung fu master and you know like all these guys they join the avengers for a bit they go here for a bit they're just around the one interesting thing though the bad guy is speculated to be the mandarin or mandarin or however you pronounce it um now if you recall, they did a fake out with the Mandarin, who's a um, sort of a popular bad guy. He was meant to be the bad guy in Iron Man three, but it meant to, it was all fake. It was all sort of a joke, and it was an actor. So apparently, they're bringing in the real one to be the bad guy. I see. And he's a popular bad guy, so that should be good. Okay. Um, here's one I should have put earlier. Black Widow has been confirmed. We knew about this. Finally. But- but Jesus. now, yep. people so, have been calling for this movie for like actually over a decade. Um, May 2020, so that one's a year away. So uh, that's the earliest one. Yes. Okay. So ScarJo's cool. back, and David Harbour's in it too. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's that's <laughs> the part I'm most excited about, to be honest. Mm. I'm not a big Black Widow fan. Um, I do know that she does have a compelling origin story, so I am interested in seeing that. I just well, found her to the, be... they're not going origin story. They're not? It's set... They what? think it's set between Civil War and pre-Infinity War. Oh, so I guess that would for? be the... Well, they might have flashbacks to her origin and stuff, but um, <laughs> they've set it modern. Uh, they think the bad guy is going to be Taskmaster, who's... Waste of time. 
a mercenary who can mimic fighting styles. He's got he's like a super soldier and stuff. So Taskmaster. That's Black Widow. Well, that's very disappointing. <laughs> they might have like flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, but, but she had such an interesting. Yeah, like, that was the only interesting thing I liked about Black Widow because I've never been really into that character just because. I don't know, I just didn't find her very interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. I just don't like ScarJo, I don't know. <laughs> um, next one, we mentioned this the other day, but Taika Waititi is back to do Thor 4, or Thor, Thor, which now has a movie title of Love and Thunder. God, I love it. Uh, that's November 2021. So Chris is back, obviously. Tessa Thompson's back. And the big surprise was Natalie Portman. Thor's girlfriend back is back. Now... This is significant for several reasons. Because mm-hmm. um, we thought Natalie Portman was done. They used old footage for her in um, Endgame. Yeah. But she's back. Now, since her character is back and... I've blanked. What's her character's name? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Thor 1 or 2. Jane Foster. Now, Jane Foster is interesting because she has quite the superhero career. Mm. Um, what happens? So... In the comics, Nick Fury whispers something to Thor, and all of a sudden he can't wield Mjolnir anymore. Bummer. So Thor's confidence is shot, and he is no longer worthy because something Nick Fury t- told him. An unidentified woman mm-hmm. picks it up and becomes the goddess of thunder. Hell yeah. Female Thor. Thor changes his name to Odin's son, and the lady turns out to be Jane Foster. Now, this was interesting because she's undergoing chemotherapy for cancer and was quite weak Mm. and the rub is that wielding Mjolnir undoes all the chemotherapy so by being god of thunder she is also progressing the cancer and um may you know killing herself to be god of thunder so that one's Mm. an interesting trade-off um she kicks around as god of thunder for a while she also does a stint as a valkyrie but um, this is all deep comic book stuff. So maybe Goddess of Thunder in the future. Yeah, it's going mm. pretty cool. I'm um, like I wasn't a huge fan of Thor one and two. No one was. Uh, but I think it's going to be very cool bringing her in to reconnect those two movies with Ragnarok because Ragnarok was so separate, mm. um, so enjoyable. Um, so I think having her back is going to be a good way to th- thread the stories together. Yeah. And then bite what, but also making a new story at the same time. So I'm pretty excited about that. And it could be anything. Like, mm. um, his responsibilities on Earth are done. He doesn't have to be on Earth. Uh, Asgard's destroyed, so he doesn't have to get involved in that anymore. He has no family left. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be the king of the remaining people when they lived in... Where did they end up living? Um, Whatever. The rest of the Asgardians. Norway somewhere. Because he, that's right. And so, because Tessa Thompson's the stand-in boss. New Asgard. So they can go in any direction they want. And the guy to do that is Taika Waititi. So that one's exciting. Then one next, uh, May 2021. So before before Thor. Put these out of order. You'll be excited to see Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Love it. So Doctor Strange's Fun House of Madness. <laughs> yeah, has a weird, the weird titles for movies, man. <laughs> um, so Doctor Strange, obviously, going to go on adventures, and there will be a multiverse. The only actual mention of multiverse was from 
Mysterio, who was lying, so mm. this is rap ground. Side note of interest, Scarlet Witch will be in this episode, uh, movie. So she uh, Of Doctor Strange? Yeah, so she'll be teaming up with mm. Doctor Strange. So the mystic Avengers will be mm. teaming up for magical nonsense. Sweet. Yep. Keen. So that's the movies. Now, Disney are launching Disney Plus, their streaming service. <laughs> what that means for us in Australia, we don't know yet. I don't think well, we'll, we'll be, be getting Stan, Disney Plus. they've still got mm, the Disney license. That's the hope, since we have a Stan subscription. I don't <laughs> want to pay for a Disney subscription. And they announced not one, not two, not three, four TV shows. Damn. They want everyone on Disney Plus. So, uh, first two shows are early 2021. Mm-hmm. Loki, we knew this one was coming. Yep, Loki we knew. Also... It's been confirmed it is the endgame Loki, the one who escaped in the portal in nonsense, whatever, time travel. (laughs) Interesting. Which is interesting because this is a 12 years younger Loki. He wasn't around for the snap. He wasn't around for everything post Avengers 1. So it's 12 years younger. He hasn't had his redemption arc Right. in Ragnarok. He hasn't done trying to get the timeline right either way it's the young bad guy loki okay and we haven't got all the new loki stuff so right we can make him back into a trickster which i guess is the point oh yeah we don't know what this means yet if it's multiverse or time travel or what we'll see it'll be something it'll be something um next show that's early on is wandavision mm-hmm. which is a weird name for a show because it's got wanda and vision um <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Vision. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Wanda and Vision. Wanda Vision. It's weird. Um, there's been no hints on how Vision is going to come back as mm. he's not in good shape, i.e. dead. Um, but this is an interesting pairing because both these heroes were created by Infinity Stones. Yeah. Well, they're very popular as well. Yeah, and they haven't gotten a lot of screen time, so this would be good. But the most interesting part is the third member of their team. Ooh. Monica Rambeau. Okay. That is the little girl from Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. So she was in the 90s, a little girl. She met Captain Marvel. Her mum was friends with um, Diane. And I went and dug into her because I didn't know she was anyone of interest. But... She eventually becomes the next Captain Marvel. Sweet. She's also gone under names of Photon, Pulsar, and it does a stint as a leader of the Avengers. Mm. So she, she's joined those two somehow. So we don't know her story, what she's been up to in all this time, but that's interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, mid-2021. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five TV shows. Jesus, I've even lost one. You said five. Did I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if? Mm. I guess this one doesn't really count. This is an animated show, mid twenty twenty one, Twilight Zone anthology kind of show Ooh. about what if? Um, They're like weird multiverses of characters. Yeah, or... just oh, cool. weird stuff. So that's a fun way to just like throw in together some random comic plots, right? And well, I can get behind that. Sounds cool. Goddess of Thunder was actually a what if story comic oh. back in the day. Um, so this is where they sort of trial stuff, and right. a lot of the people are doing their voice work. So um, oh, cool. they've got all the 
the A-listers doing their voice work. So I don't know what to expect from that. But... Well, I guess a lot of them only have to do one or two episodes, so it wouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. Uh, next, Falcon plus Winter Soldier. It's mm-hmm. coming out late 2021. Mm-hmm. So we have Bucky and Sam on Ventures post-Endgame. Okay. Um, Bucky has the you know American Shield logo, so mm-hmm. make it that way you will. And it seems their villain is Zemo. So if you remember Zemo, he was the bad guy from Civil War who was the one who framed Bucky and was obsessed with super soldiers. We'll see what he gets into. Uh, Finally, Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner's on board to reprise his role as Hawkeye and where he plays his Ronan character, who is his vigilante during the snap where he was killing all the Yakuza or whatever. So we're going to get a very Green Arrow type Mm, Hawkeye. A bit gritty. Yeah. Okay. Which will be interesting since Green Arrow did that so well in the early seasons. Well, let's also not forget that this is going to be on the Disney Channel, so it's probably going to be pretty light on violence. Yeah, but uh, Green Arrow CW was also light on the violence. Yeah, I suppose it's true. So five shows, four movies, MCU has a lot coming. Now, for me, most excited about Thor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everything else. We'll see what we go. What are you looking forward to? Also looking forward to Thor and um, Doctor Strange, I think. Although I am very intrigued by um, uh, the Eternals. Because I'm like, what is that? I get something fresh, so I'm like, ooh, new blood. (laughs) But I'm a bit hesitant because, remember, I felt the same way about Inhumans and that bond. Well, that's true. But I really like the premise of Inhumans, so I'm a little sad that didn't really... And this, I don't think it's Comic-Con related, but just a last tidbit, because I wrote a note about it. Um, a show just dropped called Pennyworth, mm. which follows Pennyworth, the Wayne family's legendary butler. What? <laughs> so it's about Alfred, and that's the lamest tagline for a TV show ever. So <laughs> there's a spin-off spin-off yeah. of Alf- young Alfred. Okay. I mean, who is greenlighting these shows? <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Who's making that? I don't know. It's on TV. Okay. Is there anything to do with Gotham? Like, are they making, like, a badass version? Like, the Gotham one? Uh, it's young Alfred and young Wayne Sr. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's not even to do with Batman anymore. This is... Uh, but anyway, just... Follows the Wayne family's legendary butler. <laughs> I mean, that's the tagline for your show. Watch this show. I mean, uh, not a fan. Anyway, sorry. Mm. Um, so that wraps up all our bits and bobs from um, the Marvel announce and our trailers. And Indeed. We will, if any more things of interest come up from Comic-Con, we will mention it next episode. But I think M has some M's to give out. I do. After I the break. back welcome back welcome back it's emmys time so um oh, i'm gonna throw this out there i prefer emmys to oscar noms why i feel like they're a bit more accurate usually um and i don't know i don't know i think it, it just covers more ground too so i like him i like him oh wait no golden globes is what i'm thinking of i do like golden globes over oscars I think I'm thinking of Golden Globes. But yeah. you know what? Emmys are fun too. Wait, are Emmys Golden Globes or they're the same? No, no, no. Emmys TV, Golden Globes is another movie one. Got Hollywood TV. Wankers. That's very confusing. Oh, wait. It's 
Golden Globe movies or TVs? It's or is both. it just everything? Golden Globes is both. Emmys yeah, is TV. should work out what we're on about. I'm pretty um, sure. I always find out and then I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so the nominations have come out and yeah. there's some categories we consider ourselves quite experts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and others where we're not. So tell us what categories you're interested in, Em. Uh, look, I'm just going to go down the list and read out, I think, the most relevant ones. Um and see how we go. All right. So, first up is uh, Best Drama. Uh, now, this isn't the first time this has come up, but Better Call Saul has been nominated. And I always just thought that was like a shitty offshoot, but it seems to keep getting nominated for awards. So it's maybe a good it's, offshoot. Maybe it's like actually good. Bad. Yeah, yeah it's, so, everyone raves about it. Yeah. I feel like you should watch it. I don't I never to. finished Breaking Bad. Uh, I thought you did. No, I, uh. I watched the first two seasons back in the day before mm. it was the huge show, and uh. it was too much of a bummer. Nothing was too going depressing. well for that guy. And yeah. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I might, I want, it's on the list to go back. So when I left, Walt was dying of cancer, and then his wife hated him as well. His yeah. wife cheated on him because his family were keeping him together, and then that wasn't happening. And I was like, ah. Oh, why am I watching this? It's just a bummer. Damn. And then he becomes a criminal or something. I missed all that. It sounds well, wild. I should watch it. What a ride. <laughs> anyway, so for best drama, um, the nominees are Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, which we saw that one episode of and I've I forgot one. everything about. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Killing Eve, which has been on my list forever. And they've got quite a few noms. Uh, Ozark. Pose, mm. Succession, and This Is Us. Now, This Is Us is very popular. We haven't seen it. Um, it's a real tearjerker of a show, I'm told. In fact, uh, I mentioned last episode that I've been watching the most recent season of You, Me, Her. And obviously they can't name other shows in there, but they have a bit of a um, like a binge club of TV shows and they watch a show called Who We Are, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is meant to be This Is Us. Um so that quite tickled me. Um, so you saw season two, season two of Ozark? No, I only watched one. I Another... thought you did watch the second season. So one was very interesting. So yeah. it's um, Breaking Bad with accountants, basically. Um, breaking Bad with money laundering. And it was tense and there was some brilliance in it. Because it was nominated last year, I'm pretty sure, as well. Yeah, but it was same sort of thing. It was such a bummer. Um Apparently two's very good, but I, I've only seen one. I yeah. liked Ozark, but it was... I'm oh, so sure you watched the second season. There's no joy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you know, you, you take the crunchy with the smooth. <laughs> if you're mm. just eating crunchy, you just got a mouthful of nuts. There's, um... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of that going around at the moment. There's not much, like, joyful TV on... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everything's pretty depressing. Well, we, we might get to it, but we just watched, um, what do we just watch? Fleabag, mm. which is also, you know, nominated for tons of stuff. And I was like, that was good. But I hated every single character. Mm. Uh, anyway, who I like, else? I liked the guinea pig. <laughs> so, of that, well, the only one we watched was Thrones. and Yeah. This season, I don't know, do you just give it to Thrones because they've done the last season? Or do you punish them for being shit? Um... Look, I have a controversial opinion. Okay. I know that the last season was a disservice to the entire show. Yep. But I don't think you can deny that some episodes were brilliantly crafted as a single alone episode. Well, that's... Is there... Have you got the categories for best episode? 
I do, and I'll get to those. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, or I'll weigh in when we get to that because right. I have a feeling they picked the wrong episode. <laughs> yeah. Look, one of them I got mixed feelings about, but we'll get there. Anyway, so um, no idea for best drama. Yep. No idea. <laughs> Sorry, fans. We've yeah. not watched enough TV, apparently. Who'd have thought? Yeah. I mean, God, there's only so many hours in the day. And we have to spend half of it re-watching The Office. <laughs> yeah. And The OC. <laughs> um, but I will say that um, there's a show called Pose on FX, which, like I said, has been nominated. I've not heard of that, so I... Um, Pose. Yeah. yeah no. look, look into that. So the next category we have is uh, a bit more our bag. Comedy series. Sweet. First comedy. All right, rattle them off. Now, I would argue that everyone except one of these shows is great. Right. We have... What's one? Barry. We liked season two quite a lot, yes? yes. Is this for season two? I think so, yes. Yeah. We liked... Yeah, there was... We liked season two quite a lot. Yeah. So, um, we've got Barry. We have Fleabag, which we've just finished of watching Is that for one. Fleabag one or two? I would imagine two. All right. So well, we, I don't, I don't know exactly seen... when that came out, though. So, if that only came out this year, it was probably for season one. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, we just watched season one. We will do a proper review of that next week. That's, okay. um... Yeah, it's good. Mm, yeah, what else? I enjoyed it. Um, the Good Place. Mm, mm. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. Fantastic second season. Mm. Uh, Russian Doll, which I know you didn't like, but mm. I really liked it. Um, Shit's Creek. I haven't watched that. You watched that one, don't you? I, I, yeah. Is it any good? No. No, all right. I, I didn't really like it. Um, I might jump in in a later season to see if it gets better, but I just wasn't, wasn't vibing. Um, and Veep. Well, okay. Uh, that was all of them? Yes, for okay. comedy. So you have the stellar final episode of Veep, mm. which was very good and mm. its sharpest writing yet. And that show is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Barry, very good. For me, it's between Maisel and The Good Place. Oh, really? Uh, good Place is a spectacular achievement in... Remember we're talking about the last seasons? Yeah. Okay, okay. You didn't like the last of Good Place? Oh, I did, but... Yeah, go on. Hmm. Maisel won it last year, didn't they? Um, no, I think Barry won it last year. Actually, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. But the last season of Veep. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. There's like three I quite like in that lot. What if you had to pick... Rethinking, I'm probably gonna have to go last to Veep or Maisel. I'll go Veep. It's the last one, and that was a phenomenal show. Mm. Well, that's it because it's the last season. Like, do you just give it to him? Uh, Maisel did win last year. My yeah. bad. My bad. It was something else that they came second in. All right, now um, limited series. We've seen none of them. <laughs> uh, this has got Chernobyl in it, though, doesn't yeah, it? So which I assume that would win. Chernobyl, which everybody seemed to love. As well as um, Sharp Objects, Fosse slash Verdon, Escape at Denimora. I have heard about that as well. And When They See Us. Um, we should probably watch one of them. I mean, it's a limited series. It won't take us long to get through. Yeah, well, Chernobyl's on the list. I'll add it. What's Chernobyl on? Is that HBO? Yes. Where do we watch HBO stuff? Um, well, it normally pops up on one of our streaming services. So. Okay. We'll see it when it gets there. <laughs> Television movie, 
Um, we've seen one of these. <laughs> Television movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen the others, but uh, I would confidently give it to this one. So um, in that category, we have Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you got to give it. Because, like, what innovative television? You can't yeah. not award that shit. That was the Black Mirror episode that was Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. And we were infatuated with it. And I got to pick my own cereal, man. Yeah, and it was all about determinism Rad. and time travel and self-fate and stuff. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, the symbol. I... I really need to read some uh, academic journals and see if there's some papers on that because it was spectacular. <laughs> um, so anyway, there's that. There's apparently a movie about Brexit on HBO. Sounds lame. Um, Deadwood, the movie. Uh, well, Deadwood's huge. Um, and oh, Deadwood, the movie, is also huge. So Yeah, well. I, not my uh, thing. Um, King Lear on Amazon Prime. Let's just move to the next category. <laughs> Hang on. Other people might have seen. And my dinner with... Herve? Harvey? I don't know. Either way, Bandersnatch. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Um, now we've got lead actor in drama. So we've got Jason Bateman, you know, Ozark, uh, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones, which was interesting because I feel like Kit Harrington did not have to do much acting this season. Right. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> My queen. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you can't give it to Kit Harrington for that season because he was rubbish. Mm. Although, because he wasn't given much to do in in one of those you know big final seasons, which I still won't mention just in case, um, that was done really well. But beyond that, I feel like he didn't yeah really have to do. Very it was, much, yeah, so. um, but Bateman and Ozark, I assume his acting is as good as it was the first season because mm. that's an intense, interesting role. Yeah. What were the other? Um, shows? Well, then we've also got Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Billy Porter in Pose, and. Um, Milo Ventimiglia and This Is Us. Okay, so I can't speculate on those ones. Okay. Yeah. Next category. Um, I only know Milo um, Ventimiglia because on Anna Faris's podcast, she always pretends she's got two fake kids called Milo and Ventimiglia. <laughs> That's the only reason I know that name. I was like, ah! <laughs> All right, so then we, of course, have a lead actress in a drama series. Now, this one... Is interesting because... Is that for this one? Uh, no, it might be a different one, actually. My bad. Because, um, you know, there was a bit of controversy because... Oh, it's supporting. We'll get to that. Oh, that's yeah. supporting? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to that then. Um, Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. All right. Um, don't know how I feel about that because I feel like she did the best with what she knew she had. I guess you can't fault the acting I just because the plot was done yeah so she was given a bit of a dud something and she acted as best as she could well yeah. uh, i think she was better in earlier seasons um, didn't she actually say that if she knew what the plot was she would have done it differently like she would have acted differently yeah if she yeah. knew where her character was ending up she would have um Sort of mm. foreshadowed it a bit better. Oh, okay. Not just for this <laughs> Like, season. acted a certain way. But uh, I do think... A lot of characters had that problem. Well, yeah. I do think she did well with what she had, so... Um, yeah. And then we also have Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. Viola Davis once more for How to Get Away with Murder. I feel like she gets nominated every year. She does, and she's a stellar actor. And she's won this award multiple times for this role. Yeah. Um, but that show is... Um, I don't know. They've jumped a shark. We watched three seasons of that, I think. I've watched more. Maybe more. I would still like to, because I've got to see whether it 
ends up. So I still want to keep watching it. But like, there's no end up. Just every year something crazy happens and then they I think frame this was maybe the last season. Okay. So. Um, so always reliable. But then again, can you give it to the same character every year? Well, if they're still that good every year. I mean. Yeah, I guess. Maybe everyone else needs to catch up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we also have Laura Linney for Ozark. Which one's Laura Lee? Probably the Whoever wife. the lead actress right. is. <laughs> um, Mandy Moore for This Is Us. Oh, yeah. Good for her. Uh, Sandra O oh for Killing Eve and Robin Wright for House of Cards. Um, that I've only seen. Amelia Clark, so yeah. Yeah. And I know that Viola Davis is always great, so. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Any thoughts? No. Nah. Yeah, right. Lead actor in comedy. Here we go. Uh, this is interesting. So we've got uh, Christina Applegate in Dead to Me, which you didn't watch. Um, now I saw two episodes. She was very intense and very good. She did a very good job acting, but this is the the tricky area. Like um, Dead to Me is a comedy in the same way Barry's a comedy, right? In that is this in comedy or drama? This is comedy, right? So where they're they're like ninety percent drama, but ten percent black comedy. So it's, I don't know, like, and I feel because of that, it's really hard to compare acting in something like Dead to Me or Barry with something like, you know, Shit's Creek. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, really sitcom-y type thing. Well, kind of sitcom-y. Um, anyway, so she's nominated. Um, Rachel Brosnahan again for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is that the main one? I think so. I feel like I should know that because I love her. Um, Rachel. Damn it, I can't spell. Can you find out while I'm reading this? <laughs> Let me say my jobs, I can do it once. Um, so she's nominated. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus is nominated for Veep. Oh, for Veep, of course. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a red hot favorite. Mm, well, I know. See, a lot of these are really good. Um, Natasha Leone for Russian Doll. She was very good in that. Yeah. Oh, you're not fast. Uh, Catherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek. Meh. Was um, it a, what was the name again? Rachel. Rachel um, Brosnahan? Yeah, it's Miriam. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. That's what I thought. Um, oh, God, she's always so good, though. Yeah. Oh, can't they all have it? <laughs> um, and finally, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Hmm. She... She's got spectacular comedic timing. Yeah, but she's got a big advantage, because if you haven't seen Fleabag, it's one of those look-at-the-camera mid-scene shows. It's a very fourth um, wall breaking show. Yeah, so she's sort of narrating mid-scene and I feel that makes acting very easy because then you act really hard and then you get to do a quick I eye roll at the camera and I think that gives you a bit of space to move. No, I, I think the complete opposite. I think in in order to do that and to do that well, to basically play two characters in three seconds and to also do that to fit in time with whatever else is happening around you is really difficult. And there are moments in that show where I was like, man, she is nailing this. Like, it's a really good, it's a very hard skill to do Hmm. in that kind of setup. So I do think she did very, very well. Um, But, I mean, if you're putting her up against uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Christina Applegate, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, that's a a loaded category. Yeah, so I actually don't know. Um, I... It would be between Julia and Rachel for me. I think I'd give the edge to Dreyfus. Mm. 
Just um, because it's her last year, or do you think she did very well? And it's the last year, and if you remember how the show ended, she got some quite powerful scenes Mm. in the end of the show. Not that they were big acted scenes, but... Yeah. yeah. No. Do not know. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, Then we've got lead actor in a limited series, and I won't really read them because they're not really relevant. Um, Although, we do have... um, uh, Mahashala Ali for True Detective. So, oh, yeah. who we just talked about. We just before. talked about he's going to be um, Blade. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there you go. Um, again, lead actress, same thing. So, um, I mean, like there's names in it: Amy Adams, Patricia Arquette, Michelle Williams. Um, so yeah, but all stuff we haven't seen. Competition program. Nah, skip that one. Yeah, and they're all boring anyway. But let's give it to Nailed It, <laughs> just because that show is funny. <laughs> um, variety of talk show series. Have you you've missed? No, I haven't missed anything. Supporting actor in a drama. Supporting actor. We haven't done supporting. Ah. We're still doing leads. Right. I'm getting my list. Don't you worry about what I'm doing. Um, we were like variety talk series. So we've got um, Daily Show, Full Frontal, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, James Corden, Stephen Colbert. We don't watch any of that. <laughs> and they're all kind of the same, to be honest. <laughs> um, now we're up to supporting. Right. So supporting actress in a drama series. We have Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We have Julia Garner, Ozark. We've got Lena Hedy, Hedy uh, for Game of Thrones. Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones. That's all the noms? That's all of them. Okay. So, Knockout Cersei, she did nothing this season. Knockout she really Aria, did do nothing. She did Why nothing is this she season. nominated? Knockout Sophie, she just moped. Um, did you say Knockout Maisie? Yeah. Oh, well, I thought she did pretty good. Um, she was busy. What was the other one? Gwendolyn Christie. She self-nominated because Thronson no put her forward. And yeah. Screw you. And of that lot, I think she's the strongest one. Uh, her... End of her arc was a bit disappointing because yeah. of the terrible Thanks. writing. Um, but, yeah, I think she did the best in that. I would go between her and Maisie Williams because I do think Maisie Williams um, had an interesting journey. Although I do think Sophie Turner did well as well, but I'd probably prefer her more in the previous season. No, nah, I didn't like Sophie Turner in this season. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that brings us to supporting actor in a drama series. So we have, um, and I was disappointed that my boy uh, Zachary Levi wasn't in here. Because he did a really good job in Maisel, I thought. Um, but Alex Borstein from I Was Mrs. Maisel. Nice. He, he was, he's good. Which one is Alex Borstein? The, um, the Susie. Uh, really? Yeah. You're still an actress? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. I got confused. In that case, Zachary Levi would not be in this category. Uh, supporting actress. I don't know if I said actor. I meant actress. So, <laughs> right. So, Borstein's always good. Yes. Who else? Um, Anna Klumsky and Veep. Uh, oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Um, Cyan Clifford in Fleabag. Olivia Coleman in Fleabag. So, that's obviously the godmother and the sister. I believe so. Um, Betty Gilpin in Glow. I don't know which one that one is. Sarah Goldberg in Barry. 
Uh, that's the girlfriend. Now I hate that character, I hate but that I character. guess when you think about yeah, it, it is, is well acted. Acting? Yeah. <laughs> um, so <ugh. laughs> be bittersweet if she won that. Um, Marin Hinkle in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's the mum. I think so. And Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Oh. All right. So adding those. Borstein's in with a shot. Mm, maybe add Borstein, but um, yeah. Stand by what I said, Gwendolyn. Mm. Yeah, I would probably say Borstein. Um, based on that. Okay, now we're at supporting actor. Okay. My bad. But my comment still stands. <laughs> I'm sad that Zachary I did not get nominated because I thought he did a very good job. Um, so we have Alan Arkin for Kaminsky Method. He was very good. You didn't watch that show. Um, Anthony Carrigan in Barry. Now, is that No Ho Hank? Mm, or... I don't know. Have a look. Look it up while I continue Oh, no, that's, he, that's Office Space. That's his um, handler. Right. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was pretty good that season. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Hale for Veep. Right. Uh, you can't really give him an award for that kind of acting. Mm. All right. Um, Stephen Root in Barry. Um, or is that who that is? Hold on, okay. Let me get a Barry real quick. No, you have a look at that. Um, and then we've got Tony. Oh, I can't say his person's name. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, Shalhoub, um, for Maisel that's as well. The, that's the dad. That's the dad. Right. Stephen. Mm-hmm. Stephen Root was Fuchs, and Anthony mm-hmm. Carrigan was no her Hank. Okay, she doesn't know her Hank. Is he like the Zaz? The 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 all right, there you yeah, the yeah. bald guy who's funny. Yeah, oh, he's so good. He's so good. Him. Ooh, and because he's also up against Henry Winkler as well. Ooh, yeah. Henry Winkler had some real drama in this season. Mm, so, um, Man, which means so three noms from Barry. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Barry is cleaning up. You go, hater. Um, don't know. Who, who do you think? To zip through them, uh, I think the dad and Maisel. Yeah. He was sharp this season. If Actually, it, yeah, that's true. If it goes to Barry, it'll probably be Winkler. He had mm. a pretty heavy season. I'd love it to go to Anthony Carrigan for <laughs> No Her Hank, because his character is delightful. He is. And is that what we're meant to be giving it for, for comedy? For being a delightful comedic character? Well, I know. See, like, when you look at the previous lists in Supporting Actress, you've got um, people in, you know, Maisel, Veep and Barry, like, very well-acted shows up against McKinnon. Who, sketch, don't get me yeah. wrong, is fantastic, but can you really compare, yeah, like, compare. That, that sort of comedy? So, I don't know. Um, then we've got supporting actress and actor for limited series, so we'll just skip that. Skip those. Yeah. Um, guest actress in drama. So we've got Laverne Cox for Orange is a New Black. She is always fantastic. Is she even in the last season? Um, she was in one episode. So this is guest. This is a stupid award. Well. <laughs> Remember that cameo? Best cameo in an MCU movie. Well, I don't know. Sometimes no. that can be the best part. Anyway, so we've got uh, Laverne Cox. We've got um, Cherry Jones in Handmaid's Tale. Cherry Jones. Which one was she? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. We also have um, Jessica Lange in American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um, Felicia Richard in This Is Us. Uh, Cicely, Cicely Tyson, How to Get Away with Murder. And Carice Van Houten in Game of Thrones. No. So no opinion. No opinion. Let's say Levan Cox. 
she's always great. Um, guest actor. Now, this is interesting. Um, also, can you look up who Bradley Whitford was in Handmaid's Tale? So, uh, for guest actor in drama, we have uh, Michael and Garano, and this is us, and Um That's um, Billy Madison. Oh, he is very good. Hmm. She... I like that we describe him as Billy Madison. He's done all this other shit since, but we're like, no, no, you're the bad guy in Billy Madison. No, you're the bad guy in Billy Madison. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Michael McKean, Better Call Saul, Kamal Nanjiani in Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. He was very good in that. Um, And then we've got Glenn Turman in How to Go With Murder, and then Bradley Whitford in Handmaids. Well, Whitford had a pretty good... Yeah, I'd probably have to give it to him. I'd love Nangiani to win it. Yeah, me too. Because he was very, very good. Um, Guest actress in comedy, Jane Lynch, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Jane Lynch is always Uh, She had a really interesting role, yeah. Mm. Uh, Sandra O, Saturday Night Live. Again, how can you compare that? Maya Rudolph in The Good Place. Ah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, Kristen Scott Thomas in Fleabag. I can't think who that would have been. Oh, that might be season two, so we probably don't even yeah. know anyway. Um, also, Fiona Shaw in Fleabag. So we've got two Fleabags. And Emma Thompson in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so we've got two SNLs um, up against other people. So do either of them look familiar? No, okay. different season. All right. All right, what else you got? Um, but just like just comparing some of those. What do you think between Jane Lynch and Maya Rudolph? Because that's well, it's going to go to Lynch. Maya Rudolph's role in Good Place is sort of sketchy. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how you give these awards out. I mean, <laughs> how do you do comedy? Is it because they're funny, or because they acted in a comedy? In which case, you're hamstrung in comedies that have a drama bent to it. Because mm. otherwise, I guess you got to think about how was it acted best. Like, how was their timing? How was their delivery? Um, is what I would think for. I think this whole exercise is a Hollywood circle jerk, but anyway. Well, <laughs> which has been it is, but... <laughs> which has been leveled at them before. Yeah, All right. but anyway, um, guest actor in comedy, we've got Matt Damon, Saturday Night Live. We also have Robert De Niro, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I bet it was great. We don't watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fun anyway. Luke Kirby in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, Peter McNichol in Veep. John Mulaney oh. in... See, Peter McNichol had three lines in Veep that season. He ran in at the end and went, man, yelled at Jonah for one scene. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess I thought it was good enough to nominate for an award. That's so. what I mean. This we get, this is getting silly. Well, yeah. Anyway, this is mostly SNL people because we also got John Mulaney, Adam Sandler. What's that? For SNL. Yeah. Yeah. We did see that episode. We did. Actually. Yeah. So there you go. See, yeah, we're, we're all over it. And Rufus uh, Sewell in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So it's Maisel, SNL, and one Veep. <laughs> they are clean up. Um, I think I read that Maisel has 20... No, either Maisel or Thrones has 20 nominations. Thrones has 32 this year. Oh, okay, then it's Maisel. 32, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. because of all the technical ones. Uh, yeah, which... actually, the, the technical parts were fantastic, so that's fair. Um, structured reality program. I know you don't care about this, but um, I care about one of these. So we've got Antiques Roadshow. Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, Queer Eye, Shark Tank, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and Who Do You Think You Are? Obviously, this goes to Queer Eye and nothing else matters. Unstructured Reality, not going to talk about that. Who gives a shit? Host for Reality or Competition, 
Actually, you know what? I take the back. I haven't seen any of these shows, but I'm going to give this award to Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman for making it. <laughs> that the show's called Making It. Right. Um, but also in that category is James we... Corden, Ellen, Mary Kondo, and RuPaul. What orders this in? Where's supporting actor? Like, what do you mean? You haven't had supporting actor in a drama. Oh, you're making me go back. I haven't skipped anything. Okay. Can you just let me get through my order? Well, I don't want to read all of, the, all of them. I'm not reading all of them. You can deal. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Variety Sketch Series. Um, I know that you know one of these and you don't like it. Who is America? That was just too cringe. Yeah, it was a bit bad. Uh, SNL, always good time. I Love You America with Sarah Silverman. I do want to watch that because I've heard good things. Um, Drunk History, I also want to watch that too. Uh, At Home with Amy Sedaris and Documentary Now. But I have no idea what's going to win. Variety Special, Nobody Cares. Variety Special, Nobody Cares. Informational Series or Special, Nobody Cares. Now, directing for comedy series. Uh, This is when we start to get into episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is a really tough one, this one. So... Sorry, the dog's being weird. Um, so for Barry, we have the audition. Do you remember that one? When he randomly gets called into an audition when his girlfriend gets it and she cracks the shits. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode. Um, hey, want some pie? <laughs> yeah, that's what that was from. Give that man an Emmy. Um, now we, we also have um, the Ronnie Lilly episode of Barry, which was phenomenal was that the one bill Hader directed the one bill Hader directed yeah that that one by a long shot that that episode was bananas yeah it was fantastic um episode one of fleabag but i don't know if that's season two i assume so also big bang theory stockholm syndrome that's the final was it they went to stockholm for the uh that was a shitty episode like i did not like the last episode i feel like it was really underwhelming yeah so i'm kind of pissed that that's in there for best directing yeah. Well, I guess best directing. I don't know. Was it well directed? Who can be sure? But uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Meh. Did she get nominated for best um, guest? Anyway. I don't think so. Um, and then, of course, we have Maisel again with We're Going to the Catskills, which was a really good episode. That was episode. a good episode, yeah. Um, and All Alone, which I can't specifically remember which one that is. I think it was the last one. Yeah, probably. Um, but the Catskills one is really good, but up against Ronnie and Lily... I think I just have to give it to Ronnie and Lily, the Barry episode. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but Catskills, um, I wouldn't be mad if it won. Now, directing for drama series. Game of Thrones. Okay, look, this Which is 80%, 50% Game of Thrones. Um, they have been nominated for Best Directing for The Iron Throne. Boo. The Last of the Starks. That was a good one, I think. Uh, I don't know. What else? The Long Night, which was a good episode, if dark. Three? No. Okay. Um, so that's what—that's the three Thrones oh, episodes. They, oh, you're kidding. That's the wrong ones. You reckon? The best episode was episode two, the night before. It was, wasn't that the Long Night? Isn't the Long Night the Battle of Winterfell? Hold on. Oh, uh, you may be right. Because the best episode the was... The Battle of Winterfell is the battle... The Long Night was the night before, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't called the Battle of Winterfell. Hold on, let me double check. No, you have a look. So the best episode for me in Season 8 was season uh, Episode 2 mm. because... Um, the big party one? 
No, no, no. Oh. Before the battle, when everyone thinks they're going to die the next day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, see, I really liked that episode. I thought two was the best one. And that one had the best writing. Oh, is this for direction or writing? This is for directing. Uh, in which case, maybe The Long Night, if the it long wasn't night. so dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if it wasn't so dark, I'd say The Long Night. And then we've also got um, The Handmaid's Tale episode Holly. Which I think is when she goes back to the house and she's creeping around the house and gets lost and shit. All right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, episode of Killing Eve and an episode of Ozark. And limited series, reality, directing for variety. variety. I feel you've missed supporting actor in drama. Look, if I have, I'll get back to it. I'm going to lose this spot if, if I go. But so. I mean, all the rest of the categories don't matter. We've hit all the big ones. I haven't. Oh, for God's sake. No, we haven't. Um... So what do you want to know? Best supporting actor in drama. In drama. Best supporting for drama. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Making me go back. Got a whole thing going on. Best support. Limited series. Support actor. Yeah, you know what? I did miss that. This My is the last. Bad, everyone. This is the last one that matters. Let's do this one and wrap it up. <laughs> no, uh, but you know I missed it because you wouldn't shut up and you're like, "Oh, you missed this other one." So um, I'm blaming you. So supporting actor in drama, Alfie Allen. Alfie Lock Allen. it in. Which one's Alfie Allen? Theon. All right. Why was he very good? He was the only one who was a good actor that I, season. I believe I remember him in it, so I disagree. Um, Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul, Nicolaj, Costa, Waldo, Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. I'm giving it to Dinklage. Dinklage was shit this season. He <laughs> fucked up every time. Nah, he was good. He was the one... Uh, I can't talk about plot things. No to Peter Dinklage. No to Jamie. <laughs> no, uh, only Theon was acting in that only one. Theon. Well, he was nominated, so... Um, he nominated himself. Everybody did from Thrones. Um, Giancarlo S. Procito and Better Call Saul, Michael Kelly, House of Cards, Chris Sullivan, This Is Us. Now, as I was saying, where was I even up to? I don't know. We're not going writing, into the technicals, are writing. we? I'm going to do some because some are important. Like, you know, best writing for... Yeah, okay. Best writing for a comedy series. Again, we have um, Barry, the Ronnie Lilly episode. Award that shit. Uh, Fleabag episode one. Ah, now the Pen15 Anna Ishi Peters episode. Now, I know that you didn't watch this show, but um, that episode was okay, but I much preferred the one that was about the weird racism stuff because they did a really good job of nailing that. Um, this is more about, uh, like, her friend comes over and the family kind of adopts her and she takes it really personally and it was kind of weird. So I wasn't super into that episode, but here it is. Um, we then have Russian Doll, Nothing in This World is Easy. I don't remember which episode that was. Um, and, and also A Warm Body, another episode of Russian Doll. Um, the Good Place, Janets. That was a good episode. Mm. When there was lots of Janets. Yes. Yeah. And Veep for Veep. Which is the last episode, which was very good. That's the last episode. Okay. Yeah, that that was really, really good. Um, but look, again, I'm going to have to give it to Ronnie Lilly. Because that was just one of the best episodes of TV I've seen. Yeah, it was a good episode. Mm, very, very good. Um, writing for drama. I'll just talk about the ones that we've seen. Because um, it's, you know, Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Thrones, Eve, Succession, Handmaids. Um, 
The Thrones episode for best writing is The Iron Throne? No, wrong. <laughs> it's Night of the Realm or whatever it was. Because that's the episode... So if you don't watch Thrones, the last episode was a little disappointing and I won't talk about why, but there was a lot of plot decisions that everyone was very upset about, a lot of writing shortcuts, a lot of writing laziness, and Mm. to nominate that episode for Best Emmy is a bit of a slap in the face to the fans. D&D, the writers, bailed on Comic-Con this week. They did. Because they knew they were going to get shredded by a crowd. Yeah. crowd wasn't even allowed to ask questions. And they weren't even there. Yeah, that's true. So I disagree. (laughs) But, and that's where it gets tricky, do you base that given... It's disservice to the entire show, or do you treat it as an isolated episode? And in which case, was that good as its own episode? Because no. there was, I think there was still some good stuff in that. No, you disagree. Wrong, okay. wrong episode. All right. Well, anyway, again, uh, *Handmaid's Tale*. Holly was nominated for that, and no one cares about writing for limited series or variety series. And I think that. Um, what are you watching? Sorry, IMDb auto played on me. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. But you know what is really whack yeah. now? Where's the only other one we cared about was Best Animated Show. All right, well, fine. I'm scrolling, th- scrolling through the rest, so. I thought you prepped this earlier, Em. I told you I had a list and I was going to read it. I mean. It's too big a what list. What more do you want from me? Best actor in a Columbus movie? Maybe. It's a Naked Gun 33 and a third reference for those playing at home. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something. But you know what is weird is that all these, um... Like, YouTube shows can get nominations now. So what constitutes this TV? It's crazy. <laughs> um, but of interest, because you've been watching Broad City lately, um, there's like a mini series called Hack Into Broad City, which I assume is on YouTube or something. And that's been nominated for a bunch of stuff. Is it related to Broad City? Yes, because um, both Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson have been nominated for act. Best Actress in Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. So that's interesting. Um, And in terms of short form variety series, things like Carpool Karaoke, Gay of Thrones, Honest Trailers, and Billy on the Street are all nominated. So Billy on the Street can get an Emmy. Yeah. Made by Funny or Die. Funny or Die can get an Emmy. It's good for them. Um, Funny or Die also do Gay of Thrones. And then there's um, Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance. Do you care about that? Um, Did uh, Borstein get nominated? For? Family Guy. Um, yes. <laughs> um, no, I don't care, but that, that, that tickles me. <laughs> Who wins this award every year, I wonder? I really don't know. Um, but for interest, there's F is for Family... Wow. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson and uh, Seth MacFarlane. These are like actually really hard to read because there's all the characters all around them. Uh, Alex Borstein, Hank Azaria. And Does Eric it list Jacobson. a character for Seth MacFarlane or just all the characters? Just list all of them. Yeah. So, I wonder how many Hank Azaria has. He's probably collected a few over the years. I imagine so. Well, I remember way back when there wasn't that many animated shows. Mm, but mm. maybe it's a new category as well. I don't know. You can be sure. Now, Outstanding Animated Program is what you're after. Yes. Now, this is a tricky one. Um, In fact, the next couple are quite tricky. So, for Outstanding Animated Program, we have Big Mouth, Bob's Burgers, Bojack Horseman, um, Come Along With Me, which is the Adventure Time thing. Um, 
and Simpsons. So these are all four specific episodes. So breaking this down, uh, it's the last episode of Adventure Time. I don't give a shit about that. It was just okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, dog wants to dog weigh cameo. in. What do you like, dog? What do you like, Taco? She likes... Bojack. <laughs> <laughs> that would be her favorite. Stop licking me. Stop it. Anyone with misophonia is going to freak out. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. She just, just, just wants to hang out. <laughs> um, the correct answer is uh, Big Mouth. Yes. Well, see, I don't know. Because it's between, for me, um, I mean, the Bob's Burgers episode, just one of the boys for now, for now, was pretty good. But compared to the other two, it doesn't stand a chance. So for Big Mouth, we have the Planned Parenthood show episode, which was amazing. Um, I was obsessed with this ep. It was so good. But it's also up against Bojack Horseman Free Churro, which uh, if you haven't seen that episode, it's an entire episode that is one monologue. And it is just outstanding. And the delivery is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. It is so moving. So I honestly don't know how to pick between those two. Um, Big mouth. I'd be happy with either, to be honest. <laughs> so I've lost all focus. I found a dog. <laughs> I'm playing with the dog. Wrap it up. <laughs> He's lost interest in the Emmys. He's found a puppy. Um, outstanding short form animated program. We've got Love, Death and Robots, Robot Chicken, SpongeBob SquarePants, Steven Universe, Teen Titans. I'm going to go Love, Death and Robots because that was crazy. How do you compare this against like SpongeBob? Like these categories are silly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that is tricky because it's a very adult show with a very like kid teen show. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, and that's when we start to get into all the technical stuff, I think. So overall, what's the award you're most invested in and would like a certain result? I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I can't answer that question, but I can say that I want Barry and Maisel to continue to win all the awards because <laughs> they're just such really good shows. But I am very intrigued as to the animated one. I think that's going to be really hard. And if neither of those win, I'm be really pissed off. So I'm quite invested in Alfie Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think that would be great that people would actually be awarding good acting. Yeah. Um, and I'm fascinated with his story because Alfie Allen, previously famous for being the subject of a song called Alfie, written by his <laughs> brother, Lily Allen, about how he's a stoner and never leaves the house and is a complete burnout. Look at me now, sis! And, and now his <laughs> Emmy-nominated biggest show in the world, you know... Look at me now, sis. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm invested in that petty sibling <laughs> squabble. Um, sure. Yeah, that episode of Barry. I loved that to pick up a few. Yeah, that was that was a so crazily good. weird episode. Can you believe that's the first episode that Hayter's directed? Yeah. I mean, like, as in, like, it was his first shot at it, and it was just spectacular. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, there's also like outstanding casting, but I don't think that's particularly exciting. What else are you looking forward to? Um. Game of Thrones to lose in several categories that they should have won. I feel like all your investment in the Emmys is just out of, like, severe spite and petty. Well, I'm I'm a big comedy connoisseur. I'm not a big drama connoisseur. I was a big Thrones fan, so Mm. I I don't have another horse in the race to back against it. What do we need to watch to get get more votes? Killing Eve or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the only one that's coming up a lot that we haven't really seen... Uh, and I we don't just like what's her face because I early days watched a season or two of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Karen yeah. O, mm. what's her name? Um, but I don't like her. 
but this was obviously 20 years ago. <laughs> you know. Fun that... fact, The Ranch has been nominated for Outstanding Cinematography for Multicam. Huh. It's up against Will and Grace and Rel. I haven't watched the most recent season ever since Masterson left. Yeah. And Outstanding Cinematography for Single Cam um, has Fleabag and Russian Doll and What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know the difference, so I can't weigh in. Go ahead. Well, so what are our socials, Em? Let's wrap this up. All right, you ready to bring this baby home? The Emmy for reading socials goes to Emmy. But before we do read socials, uh, I want to get to bed. I promise. <laughs> I promise we're nearly done. I hate the Emmy so much by now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be over. If we do this for the Oscars, I quit. <laughs> I'm we change. do this with every award season. I'm going to change this, this podcast to a cooking podcast. You. Oh, God. Also, I think this is our second Emmys read, is it? Yeah, I think we've hit a year. We oh, should... Well, not quite, but almost. Oh, so how did we... Oh, we talked about Emmy winners. Yeah, we talked about Emmy winners. Yeah. Or maybe we did Globes. I think we did Golden uh... Globes. I don't know. Awards are awards. It's all the same. But please tell us, who do you think is going to win um, best comedy, best drama, and best actor actresses and supporting because really that's all that matters or best directing whatever tickles tell us who you think should win you can google the list pretty easy and you can tell us via our socials at goodpop underscore badpop on twitter or you can send us a message on facebook at facebook.com forward slash goodpop badpop podcast you can also find us on instagram at goodpop badpop podcast until next time um we will see you next time <laughs> Bye.